Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our Season 2 sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot. Hello, and welcome to Youth Hockey Podcast, episode 16. I believe that the uh, uh, Babylonians uh, were first to use base 16 to refer to hockey scores uh, back in uh, 4000, 5000 BC. Is that not true, Lance? That is absolutely true. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they found the ice, but uh, yes, they were using base 16 in order to score the, uh, the, the, uh, the hockey contests that were happening back there. And uh, I'm very proud of him. And so I wanted to give him a shout out before we start. Bones? Isn't that the puck? We're made out of bones? Oh, yeah. The puck were made out of human bones. Uh, it's too bad you mentioned that. Uh, but yes, uh, it was, it was pretty ugly. This, this yeah, it was, it was pretty ugly is, shit. Yeah. Is, is this, the, this is the FF episode? Is that what we're saying? I'm sorry, the F episode. Oh, okay. Uh, Raleigh has taken us into a totally new corner of the universe with that question, with that comment, because I have things running through my head that I cannot express. Uh, anyway, um, I want to just take you uh, people uh, at the Youth Hockey Podcast uh, back in time, back in time to last Monday, uh, when Raleigh said something like, I'd like to take a flamethrower to all of the hockey in high school hockey in California. That, was that a pretty good? That's a good, good impression. Good impression. Very okay. good impression. Thank you so much. I, I've been working on it all week. Uh, so Coach Ralston has a lot to say about high school hockey in California. I know that all of you have probably your finger on the pulse of hockey uh, and team hockey in your own high schools. Uh, but the flavor of California is distinct and original just like Coach Ralston, and I'd like to him to give us uh, some of his uh, views on this um, uh, right now, if you don't mind. Is that okay with you, Lance? That is more than okay. Go, Baco. Here you go, Raleigh. We teed uh, you up. Please take it. Well, let me, let me start by saying that um, I came to the idea of high school hockey with great memories of playing high school hockey back in Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And um, for me, I played for my school, which is really what it's supposed to be about. I went to a small school. Um, we, we had barely enough players to even make a team. And uh, when I was a senior, we had a great run, got all the way to the, uh, the semifinals within, you know, a, just a, a couple of goals maybe of, of making to the championship. So, you know, it was an excellent memory for me. So I always wanted my son to play high school hockey so I kind of you know it was in the back of my mind uh was like hey that you know I'd love him to to have this experience so it I don't know I mean maybe it was self-delusion I, I it took a lot me a long time to actually realize that California really doesn't have any form of high school hockey <clears throat> and um Raleigh I, uh, can I interrupt and ask you was part of the experience just so he'd get tons and tons of uh, of young ladies uh, who were uh, who were uh, perhaps viewing him as a hero on the ice? If that comes along with it, that's a great thing. Uh, I, I can I ask a follow-up? When you were in high school hockey, would you say that there were 
a few young ladies that hung around after the matches that you might have uh, had social engagements with? Uh, I mean, uh, I personally did not um, uh, have that occur. Um, maybe we, we had fans, though. Damn, I was trying to live vicariously through you. Uh, please continue. Oh, you know, Dave, I, mean, I was just going to say really quick, too, that... Um, I went to an all-boys school. Let's start with that. <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, the like you said, the vision that, that I think a lot of us had, I don't know if you had this vision, but I, I think back to Minnesota high school hockey, the, the state championship game is at the uh, Wild XL Center and is sold out. It's like a national holiday right. in Minnesota when they play that championship game. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I was envisioning, but go ahead. Yeah. And, and Pennsylvania, I, I mean, I could show you some, I, you know, I've got, uh, I could show you some like East coast uh, photos of people that we know, maybe former teammates and whatnot of some games where, you know, they've got like the, the, the student sections filled with, I don't know, 50, 70, a hundred kids from the school and the, kid scores a goal and he goes over to the boards and he jumps up and there's and everyone's going crazy and it's like yeah this is this is what you're you know you you dream your kid could maybe experience uh so right, anyway, cheerleaders the marching band yeah every i, I mean it's it, very few places is it anywhere close to minnesota where you know it could be in those championship games or semifinals or whatnot you got uh you might have, uh, you know, eight, nine players uh, on the ice who are all, you know, already Division One hockey commits. But, um, uh, it, you know, it's still in, in most places, it is you're playing for a school. You are, you know, it, there's and in a lot of cases, it's an official school sport. That's another thing we can get into. Not, not always, but in many places you get a letter. Um, my son played for us, played for a high school. Uh, and back in the East coast and played high school hockey. And he got a letter, a recognition, like you are an athlete for the school. You know, these are things that, uh, that I was like, this should all, this should all be part of it. Right. Also the expense, uh, well, in a lot of places, not every place, but in a lot of places, a lot of States, you can play club hockey and high school hockey. And there's not really anything discouraging that. Um, so now we come to California hockey. Now, um, if people don't know, there are two different leagues in California. The, the Ducks, the, the, a league started by the Ducks um, and a league that was started by the Kings. Only the Kings league is, what, what would we say? Is it about five years old, six years old? So, so the Ducks league yeah, was, not too long. Was, was way ahead of it and is much more entrenched and and just flat out it's a better league by far the kings i think uh looked at it as uh, the you know and I'm, maybe we're never going to get any free kings tickets uh again lance if after i say this but uh, <laughs> the, i don't think the kings organization does a very good job in reaching out to the uh the, the community because you know this is another thing it's very obvious to me that if you if you have a, a nhl franchise it behooves you to really invest in the youth hockey scene because uh, Raleigh, uh, I'm sorry here, but I promised a flamethrower and you're giving me behooves, behooves to invest behooves to invest is the kindest way to say, get off your ass and do something. Well, Hey right. Raleigh, you know, let me interrupt you for a second here because <laughs> I actually think to be honest with you both, I actually think that I was a catalyst 
for the Kings to start this program. Of course you were. I, I was there during the, I was there during the meetings uh, and interacting. And, you know, in hindsight, like you said, maybe it wasn't the best, uh, maybe that wasn't the, in the best interest because the way it, it started was that there were parents out our way who were really motivated to have the to have that experience and the ducks like you said were had a pretty darn good product and they were having they were sending teams out of their league to the high school national championships and i think craig johnson was the coach and he was winning national championships so they wanted that experience so i was there the ducks came out and were making pitches and this is what we're going to do this is how we would do it and they had been doing it long enough and doing it right that uh, it was a great thing. Now, on the side, me being uh, an LA Kings season seat holder forever and, and in deep love with the Kings and probably always will be, you know, I contacted them and just told them, I'm like, you know, as, as a supporter of the Kings, this is embarrassing. I said, it's embarrassing when you got the Anaheim Ducks out here building programs in what I would consider King's territory because the Kings just don't care. Right. And, and this isn't important to them. I'm like, why, like you said, I'm like, why isn't that important to you? So Lance ruined California high school hockey for everyone. This is a breaking <laughs> news story. I didn't know this story, Lance. You were saying you brought the Kings up here to Valencia because well, no, that was, was a terrible Terrible decision. Well, I think I think the bottom line is like Raleigh's saying is I, I'm just not sure they haven't proven to me that their heart is in it. So I don't know that they're here for the right reasons. And if they're not here for the right reasons, then maybe they should bow out. You know. Well, uh, I mean, another way of saying it is that um, they look at high school hockey as a uh, money grab opportunity because um, the way they do it, the amount they charge, and everything else is just. Uh, uh, poorly done. But the, the other thing I, I came to a realization some years ago about this, when I really thought about it and looked at it and said, what is it? What is the LA Kings high school hockey league? And what I realized was um, that it is not high school hockey in the way I thought of it. It is hockey to be played by kids who are of high school age, which also includes middle school. And what team should you play for? Well, any team you want is really what it comes down to. Uh, my kid played for a whole season. He was, uh, uh, you know, on a, on a team. Um, he, you know, he had a good season. He did well. Uh, he was the leading scorer and all that jazz. But he, uh, but after the season was over, I realized, like, according to the rules, as I was reading through them, he shouldn't have even been on the team he was on. No one cared because what it is in, in uh, the LA Kings High School Hockey League is they, they were looking at this and saying, well, how do we get a league off the ground? And um, instead of like maybe trying to get schools that wanted to do this, they just said, well, we're just going to carve up the LA basin into a bunch of giant gigantic regions and say, this region, a team, this region, a team. Um, and uh, I would also say uh, that, you know, this is somewhat true of the ducks league as well. So it's not really high school hockey in the way you think of it, because nobody's going to, the, you don't have to go to a particular school or set of schools to be on a team. It's just like, Hey, you live in this place. And we know, uh, we all know people that go and play for some team that is in nowhere, no way, even close to where they live. And they just but that's not totally for- true because the ducks league do have pure teams. 
They have teams. Uh, no, I, I listen. Okay. Kids that are yes, we can caveat it. That's true. Yeah. They do. They, they, they do. They're more advanced. And like right. Lance was bringing up Santa Margarita, but that's, right. that's an exception. Let's right. be fair. That's an exception. Most right. of the teams are just the same for both of them, right? No, they're, they they're, have division one, which is main. Uh, now this is my understanding and I could be wrong. Coach Raleigh. Division one, I believe, unless they collapse the two divisions together, which they might have during COVID. I, I remember there was some talk of that. But um, Division one was pure teams only. That's why West Ranch played in Division one for the year that they did and got shit hammered so hard by all of the teams that they played. Not all of them, but by most. Uh, well, West Ranch also was a pure team uh, as well. Was the closest to a pure team that, right. that the Kings in ever the had. Uh, maybe, maybe up in Santa Barbara, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, no. but I'm just letting you know, uh, that is, and I, uh, I'm not 100% positive, but I believe division one used to be pure teams, Orange Lutheran, Damien, uh, um, uh, Santa Margarita. Uh, I'm just thinking of all the teams that beat us, Jay Sarah. <laughs> right. Well, these are all, these are all Catholic schools, but, um, but then I also, well, so I, I mean, maybe you're right. I haven't read the bylaws and the, the it's, but no matter what you say, it's, it's maybe fluid. I'm right. Jesus, Raleigh. No, I'm saying so historically, you're you probably right <laughs> on that. But but it's still been fluid, right? So oh, from year to year, oh, uh, you know, um, maybe this was the rule or this was the organization. It, it, it's just not a very well-run league. And let's get to point two. Either of the leagues. You took a uh, flamethrower to my ego, is what you did there. By, you, by the you way, you said you were going to aim that thing at at uh, at the high school league. Instead, you you lit it up and you said, "What? Where's Randy? Oh, he's over there." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cost of it. Um, what? So, am I right? It was something like close to four thousand dollars to play in the high school hockey league uh, in the LA Kings high school hockey league. Uh, any, any idea of the costs of, you know, but let's, okay. First thing, it's not that many games. It's not that many, uh, you, you know, there, there's not that much, uh, what a couple practices a week, I think. So two practices a week in a, in a game or two on the weekend, uh, 14 games, maybe for the season, $4,000, not including, uh, jerseys and all that kind of, uh, you know, socks, uh, all that stuff, which is probably another, five, six, $700. You have to buy it all through, through them. Um, it's a ton of money for a very mediocre product. Um, I, now the, the way that, that the games are actually run and officiated and everything, they do a pretty good job, but you know, it's just not. And the other thing is you, you can tell that, that the Kings really have very little interest in it, just in terms of the way that they've had, you know, one, one person's run it after another, after another, uh, you know, it just, it's like, nobody wants to be involved with the thing. Uh, they're just kind of like, um, you know, letting it go. We, you know, we, we did have the pandemic. I them once and the person in charge was also in charge of ordering for concessions. Yeah. Um, I shit you not. It was That's... like, oh yeah, Tracy does uh, concessions and, uh, and high school hockey. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and I think, and and I think she probably wow. was at one point was like, Hey, wait a second, man, this isn't my job. I <laughs> order. You know, I, I ordered the, the styrofoam cups down here at the Toyota Center. I don't need I am not crap. kidding you. No, they, it was like that. I got a, I got a kind of response like, you know, right now I'm really up to my uh, up to my heels in milk duds. So uh, if you don't mind, pass that along to someone else. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it, so, um, yeah, it, 
it's not really what I would consider high school hockey. Um, it's doesn't, it's in, seems to be retracting instead of expanding. Um, I don't even know if, you know, you should really have it other than, you know, to call it what it is, which is like the I mean, Kings Raleigh, high school know. hockey aged kid league that you can play uh, in if you wanted to pay 4,000 or 4,500 bucks. Um, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, you know, just, just being honest here and fair. Um, if you took the best, if you took the championship team from the high, from the high school hockey league out here and played them against one of the 18 AAA teams, you know, out of the ducks, King sharks, the, the, the 18 team would just absolutely embarrass them. You know, I mean, and that's, and that's, well, it would be even worse is. because the best players on the team probably play AAA on some team. And so they would be playing for their club team. So it'd be even worse. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I never understood that, you know, where you have such a. But the Sharks might have trouble with them. <laughs> uh oh. There goes the flame. <laughs> Bam. Right. See, Gauntlet. That's how you do it. Lay it down. People, you need to start getting better at or Just a little meaner. We just lost half of Northern California yeah, on our I listening. Know. And all three people from NorCal to listen. By the way, the Sharks themselves, no problem with. But let's face it, the Sharks program for uh, for uh, AAA has seen better days. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I don't know. If what? The, uh... It's true. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Should we soak this stuff? It's just uh, how, many, how, many, uh, <laughs> how many bridges can we burn per episode? Uh, <laughs> I can see Randy's going for some way, kind of new record. We, we have a counter, by the way. <laughs> yes, this is this is Lance. I love the Sharks. I love Northern California. Oh, you are and such a suck up. Exactly. So send all those letters of hate to Randy Gifford. At That's a youth hockey podcast at gmail.com. Youth hockey podcast at gmail.com. Oh, boy. Don't well, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more I can... I can go on and say, you know, about high school hockey, it's a, it's a mediocre product out here. You, a lot of cases aren't playing for your school. So all those things that we're talking about that are supposed to be part of the experience, in my opinion, don't just don't exist. It's, you know, it, maybe that's just the reality of the fact that hockey is not, Oh, by the way, um, you know, for these, some of these pure teams, I, there, you know, you named a handful of them, almost all of them are, um, you know, private schools, most of them Catholic, private Catholic schools. Uh, something against the Catholics? Am I, am I correct? No, no. I mean, well, I understand I'm just wondering why. If you, uh, if you are, are perhaps, uh, uh, do you have? So I, I, you know, I married, uh, I married one, so. <laughs> Ridges burned, number four. Yeah, I can, I, you know, it's okay. I can. Um, so anyway. Uh, These are all private schools that to go out and recruit and give hockey scholarships and all that kind of stuff. You're absolutely well. well, uh, That's another thing. I mean, do that. Well, anyway. So uh, I've heard again. I am not uh, a person that's down in the uh, OC area. Maybe uh, uh, that's a great thing. Uh, If anyone can enlighten us as to whether there are actual scholarships given out, I do know that these teams can obviously recruit from a larger base because they're private schools. They're not uh, restricted by geographical area, um, but I don't know how much they build their hockey program on the back of, you know, uh, of, of a sports department that, that can give out money or, or help out people with uh, uh, financial aid or any of that. So, so Ralston, right. uh, Coach Ralston, I, I do not know um, those, those parts. 
Yeah. And um, I mean, so the, there is a small number of uh, schools that I think you could argue are, are doing it right and doing it within the spirit of, of uh, what I think high school hockey is supposed to mean. And, but the vast majority are not. And I don't know, maybe that's just California and that's the way it's going to be. And there's just no opportunity here. Um, certainly I do the- have some uh, discussion. If you want to, uh, my son played in the Utah high school league last year, the COVID year. Right. Uh, if you want to know anything about that, uh, uh, just, you know, just ask the question. Well, I, I watched, uh, I watched uh, him play with his team on, on YouTube. So I, I know something, something of it, but um, I, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I will conclude by saying, in my opinion, I, I, I don't know. High, uh, LA Kings high school, <laughs> LA Kings high school hockey well, league. Well, hang on. Let me let me say it. LA Kings high school high school hockey league. I think it should be closed down, start over, or wow. just you know shutter it. There's it's, a flame. That it, is what I was waiting for. The system it, it doesn't make any sense. What you did, it's uh, yeah. Well, here's the problem, Raleigh. Let's let's get to the heart of the problem and. I think people have pondered this forever, which is, I mean, California hockey is suffering. And that's the problem is that you can't build, you know, look at the Minnesota high schools. They've got some of the best players in the country playing out of their programs. And, and, and I think this is the reason why California hockey is suffering so much is I was watching the Los Angeles Kings broadcast and they took a moment to start talking about all the Southern California players in the NHL. And, and again, and I've talked about this in the last season too, because I always laugh at, and I use air quotes, the Southern California players in the NHL. And one particular player, can't remember his name, but he was on Dallas and uh, the announcer, I was, I think it was Jimmy Fox, mentioned like, something to the effect of like, yeah, you know, Sam, you know uh, uh, SoCal product, grew up here, you know, kind of crazy. He said he had to move away when he was 10 years old. Was that Rocco Grimaldi? <laughs> I think it was Rocco, Rocco Grimaldi. Grimaldi. Yeah, he, he to, he, By the way, but people, we know our Southern California uh, uh, sons and daughters out here. Yeah. But again, but my point is, is this, if you move away at 10 years old to develop, are you really a Southern California hockey player? I yeah. mean, I want the Southern California hockey player who played until he was 18 years old and in Southern California and is and developed by Southern California. We got Ethan Weathers coming out. Uh, he's playing at UMass next year. Uh, he's got a good shot. I, I, I watched him play. He's amazing. Uh, so, you know, I, I hear um, oh, this really good kid, um, uh, prodigy of uh, Lance Alexander. I hear this, uh, <laughs> this one kid, Chris Alexander, is just, just tearing up the NCDC. Now, you know who would be the closest, I think? So far to reaching yeah, the yeah, yeah. coveted is, uh, uh, God, well, who was the kid? He was drafted by the Flyers. Raleigh probably knows him. Played in the Flyers organization forever. Played pro hockey at one point um, in Europe. Who am I thinking? I can't remember. He grew up he right here. Valencia played for the Valencia Express. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. you're wait. Are you talking about the guy that used to play for the, the Bruins? And retired? No. Oh, there's one. Too. Well, I don't know. When did Kevin Miller leave? Yeah. So Kevin, uh, spelled K E V A N, a uh, uh, 
grew up playing and did play. Did he not play some high school hockey, I believe, or something? You know, was was not a triple A player for a lot of his career, from my understanding. And uh, from Valencia or Santa Clarita. And uh, he uh, had, a, had a great NHL career. Um, well, there you go. Player. Well, I mean, we find way to, ways to promote our players. I think there's some really good kids that come out of the, uh, SoCal. But I, I think you are right that the Kings League does not give a good step, stepping stone uh, for, for that kind of launch. It really doesn't. Uh, I, I know, uh, you know, Raleigh, well, when he the, the other mistake that was the softest flamethrower I've ever seen in my life. But I, I will I agree said they should close you. the rink, uh, close the league down. That's not, <laughs> yeah, I, can't but that's so, I mean, you also, that, okay, let me, let me, <laughs> but, uh, you, but by the way, I, you um, should hunt down the people who started the league. You should publicly shame them. You should take away their liberties and put them in jail. That's tar, a flame tar and throw, feathering right? them would be, yeah, too, too yeah exactly. No, there you uh, go. Get into the kind of. Yeah, uh, they, they don't. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I, I had something else I was gonna gonna say about high school about the that Go stuff. Ahead. Now I've forgotten. Okay, I'm gonna quickly <laughs> say that uh, that in Utah, uh, uh, my son got to play on the Viewmont somethings. Let's call them the Viewmont <laughs> Mont Mounters uh, or whatever the Mountaineers. Wow. <laughs> Mountaineers. Uh, the Viewmont Mountaineers, uh, um, and um, they were so, uh, you know, it was such a great experience for them, my kid. Uh, he, he got on the ice with uh, like 10 other kids. Uh, they went to the uh, finals of the Division II uh, hockey championship, uh, and uh, they ran into a force that they just couldn't overcome. But I'll tell you, it was, uh, it, you know, there were people that were in charge of it that were very kind. Uh, the students came out and watched all the kids from that little high school play. Uh, and even though I'm sure the hockey was not division, whatever, you know, it, it, it was not a launching point for a professional career. It, it was done very well. Uh, and uh, I, I really, I would thank anybody involved with the Utah uh, high school program because my kid had a ball there. It was, it was, it was really nice uh, well, of him to be welcomed. Th by that's, that that's really the problem. I mean, it can be such a great thing. Um, but let, let me also, um, I, I remember what I was going to say, which was, I remember when the, when the Kings high school league started, there was discussion that, okay, we, we want this to be a decision. Like you should decide between playing club hockey or high school hockey. We want this to be an alternative, which is part of the excuse they, they created for, why they jacked up the prices so much because when they first started it by the way they had very they had uh, subsidies that came from the king's organization so you could play for not that much money and then 100 and free helmets and uh, jerseys exactly and so and so that you know a lot of people jumped on board on that and said hey this is great well the next thing you know they just started um reducing the subsidies and two years later it's ridiculously expensive and for especially for the product because i mean also, the, the coaches they have don't tend to be as uh, as uh, professional as as the clubs. Let's just say it that way. Um, I mean, in most in most cases, not not all of them. But so anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it just it seems like there was no sort of thought into what is this, what, what is high school hockey, and what what you know if we're going to have a high school hockey league, what are we trying to aim for? It was just like how can we do this in the in the most expeditious way and, and launch a bunch of teams without requiring anybody to particularly live anywhere or just whoever wants to come and show up and, you know, do a tryout and get on a team and we'll, we'll throw some jerseys on you and start playing. 
and uh, it's it's just not even high school hockey. So uh, California, if the check clears, you're in the clear as well. I agree with you, Raleigh. Uh, too many things are like that. Yeah, yeah. What happened to the good old days when I played high school football? All the gear was free. Out. The only thing I had to pay for were, were my cleats. Yeah. And everything else was given to me, and it was all free. And I wore my brother's cleats. Uh, so I, just so you know, I, I would have had to pay for my own cleats, but my brother had played the years before, so I wore my brother's cleats. Nice. Oh, by, by the way, the f- sort of final indignity of it, I noted, was that <laughs> the early years of the Kings Hockey League, one of the big things about it that I was like, that is cool, is they would play the, the, the semifinals at the Staples Center, which is uh, soon not to be the Staples Center anymore. Right. Um, and sure enough, <laughs> the, since COVID and everything, they just sort of quietly moved that championship game down to the uh, Toyota Center, which is, you know, a, another statement that uh, we don't we don't even take our own league seriously. Like we we pulled this out from under you because that's a so great. They used thing. to have highlights at the games, didn't they? Have like between it, highlights periods. between periods. I'm yeah, sure that was still do. It's a great thing for like you know with amongst everything else. If you could get to that semifinal final game, you could play on Staples Center ice. You know that's a that's a memory. No, we're just gonna throw you down at the on sheet two at the at Toyota. Now you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we get it. We get it. You don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares about the league. Just shut it down. Okay, I must admit, now that you're getting a little bit, uh, you're you're taking jabs at uh, at the uh, at the rinks. You're you're swiping at the coaches. Just you really pointing have, out, pointing really, out you've things really that brought happened. it back to the level of of uh, of infamy that I was looking for at the beginning of this podcast. And so, uh, Raleigh, I've got to give it up to you. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Raleigh, I do know a couple of the coaches in the Kings League, and I think uh, they just texted. They want to know your address. Yeah. Coach Ralston is at hey, there's some good coaches there. At gmail.com. Utahkeepodcast at gmail.com. It, there's some good coaches there in some of those teams. Some That's of them not what I heard. Uh, anyway, uh, co- uh, uh, Lance would like to talk just a little bit about a very topical uh, thing that just came out in the news. Um, and it is something that we are uh, a little concerned about because um, even though the uh, hockey is a, is a bit of a, a collision sport, uh, there are collisions that are uh, less acceptable than others. Lance, why don't you take this away? Uh, so you're referring to the uh, news report, right? Where um, I was mentioning to Randy that uh, the big news around uh, the internet is this uh, basketball mom who is caught on tape encouraging and actually i think she was kind of demanding her daughter to uh retaliate and hit another player and the daughter did and it sure looked to me from watching the video that she knocked the girl out but i'm not sure um she wasn't moving and then the video ended and i guess uh, after after the after effects the ramifications of all this were the police arrested the mom uh, and are charging her with a crime for, I don't know if they want to call it instigating this, if they want to say inciting it, um, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know, we were discussing because. Yeah, and I was saying to Lance, if if yelling hit hit that kid is a crime, uh, half of the hockey parents uh, that I have been around in my life would be in jail. Because I don't know about you, but there was at least like five a thousand times uh separate incidents where i've heard people go just hit that kid 
Right. Yep. And you know, the, it, so you bring up a good point is because the fact, because then you start getting into the semantics, because like you said, if, if you yell at your kid, especially in a hockey game, if we yell at the kid to hit someone, do we mean to <laughs> knock them out and start no. kicking them and beating them with a stick? Absolutely or? not, Lance. And we all know that the Youth Hockey Podcast does not advocate <laughs> violence on the uh, on the ice. We advocate for good, uh, clean clean uh, contact uh, occasionally, but not violence. Right, exactly. So I'm not sure how authorities would, uh, you know, blame the parent for that. You know, when you tell your child to hit him, you don't mean, you know, commit a crime. You mean check him, you know? You don't yeah. mean drop the gloves and start pounding a kid into the ground. You mean use your body. So, uh, so... Yeah, so I mean, but still, there are a lot of people that are screaming from the stands, hit that kid. I've heard it. Right. Raleigh, you, I mean, you've been at games where, yeah, 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 I probably yelled at myself. Who knows? Is that okay? Is that right or wrong? I mean, should you be advocating on that level from the stands for the physicality of the game? I don't mean I've never worried about it because Uh, I played it turned off by the way. I've never worried about it because I play the sport and I can tell you, you don't hear what people are yelling anyway. You know, in order for you to hit something, hear something, it's got to be like a break in the action, which maybe this was. I mean, yeah. as described. Well, well, basketball, you're standing right in front of the, you know, <laughs> right on the, the sidelines. But yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I think um, the only thing like in this particular case, I mean, the only thing I would accuse the parents of is maybe, uh, not, you know, poor parenting, because, I, you know, at what point I think we you know, pander to the kids so much in this world that they're never, they can never do anything wrong. There's always an excuse. I mean, at what point do the kids take responsibility for their action? I mean, if my kid pulls a kid's helmet off and breaks his teeth, is it me? Or is it the kid that needs to like check himself and look himself in the mirror? Because you know, that stuff shouldn't happen. And, and they should know better than to let that happen. So I think it's a great point, by the way, just violence in general in, uh, in youth sports, um, uh, it, you know, and Raleigh and I were talking about it, 900 refs uh, got, uh, uh, have quit in Massachusetts this year. Was wow. 900 refs. The good news is a lot of them aren't very good at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's just me throw. oh boom no as soon as you started this i was like is he gonna tee it up he's gonna do it he's yeah that's what i told raleigh earlier you know the good news is a lot of them weren't very good however <laughs> you know that uh out of that 900 um you know there were some quality refs and, and there were some keepers, keepers in that in that group up. <laughs> what there were some keepers in there <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple and you know too randy by the way so, and so what what uh, you know how much are the refs to blame in a lot of this stuff because i've seen games where the refs just are not controlling the game and it reaches a point where the kid feels like if he's not going to police the game then i'm taking matters in my own hands uh you know i don't have the answer no that that happens but but this is this is a problem because um then then we have a failure of coaching because when i was growing up it got, it got pounded into your head that you, you know, every coach, uh, well, I, many coaches I remember, you were told like, you get that penalty because you were responded to something that was done. That's on you. They always see, they always see the, uh, the response. They don't see the original one. So don't, that's not how you, that's not how you get back. 
You don't go and take the dumb penalty, um, you know, right there because you're mad because you got, you know, slashed or hooked or something and the ref didn't see it. And uh, then when you get that penalty, cause you, uh, you know, you responded, um, then that's on you. You're, you're hurting the team. And uh, I don't know, are they teaching that? You know, that's a good point, Raleigh, because I'll tell you, coincidentally enough in uh, my son's game yesterday, um, it was, uh, it was a tight game. It was like a one goal game uh, scramble. My son was on the ice scramble in front of the net whistle blows and I'm watching it on TV. I could hear, clearly from the TV. So they had to hear it on the ice. I could hear the whistle clearly blow. And the kid from the other team came charging in after the whistle, you know, bumps the goalie. He's trying to dig, like slam the puck into the net. So my son comes across and hammers the guy, knocks him down. And you could see whistle blows again. The ref's arm goes right up. He's calling my son for rough and clear as day. Everyone converges. Everyone's grappling around. And then another kid comes in from the other team and playing his day. You see him punch him, sucker punch him in the back of the head. His back to the player. Bam. Kid gets a five-minute major, a game misconduct, an automatic suspension. And like you said, you know, are the coaches on that kid's team? Now, he, he put them on a five-minute major penalty to our team. Um, is he making that kid accountable is he disciplining him i mean we played on teams before that you did something like that you're going to sit on the bench the next game the coach is going to have his is going to teach you a lesson about doing dumb penalties like that you know yeah like it's a, said, it's, i just don't know if it's common anymore it's hard to it's hard to know um sometimes what you know for kids i think they don't always know what's the right response because conversely they'll get told like why you know why didn't somebody stand up there don't like you know that circumstance you're describing how often does that happen you know puck comes into the goalie and uh you know kids are told play to the whistle maybe even you know get in there dig maybe you'll get a rebound so they go and they crash the net they start digging in there your team's like don't let that guy get free hacks on our goalie and uh you know usually if the defenseman takes some liberties there you know everybody's like out of boy you know they can't let that guy get in there and you know slash our goalie like that so it get it, you know goes back and forth in some of these things but uh it you know there's obviously uh, a level where you go well that was just completely uh irresponsible your reaction i mean when you're punching somebody in the back of the head what how are you you know that, that's just that is dumb so i don't know it's it, I, I do think it's hard I, I sometimes what, for the kids to know because they I get caught what, up in the action i think that parents need to know uh, if there is a disconnect between um, whether their coach is teaching them, uh, um, you know, the, the, the right way to play physically or whether he's allowing them to do anything they want on the ice and whether they need to step in and maybe have a talk with some of their kids about, you know, uh, the right way to play the game. Uh, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, by the way, guys, I'm not a coach. Uh, I have not uh, uh, played the sport, so I don't have that kind of experience but i think one thing you're highlighting here raleigh and and you as well lance is that the lessons that we expect our sons and daughters to have may or may not be getting through to them because of the way they have so many different coaches and so many different voices in their heads and maybe they don't have a consistent philosophy 
uh, and that can lead them to make really dumb mistakes, especially when it comes to hitting and checking and, and, and you know, the way they right. play physically. I mean, you know, over the years, some of the crazy parents I've seen in the stands, you know, and if I saw that, that, that person's child do something like that, I'd say, okay, it makes sense because that's how the, the dad's acting. Well, and that's one thing we, we completely, uh, I got to tell you, if it's one thing that the Youth Hockey Podcast can come down on the side of is parents have to be able to control their emotions a little bit better along the journey. And it's not because they're bad people. We think you're great people. Most of the people on a hockey team love the sport, love their kids, all that. But I think that it's the parents that sometimes pull the rug out on the fun, you know, and I've been that, by the way, I have been guilty of pulling on that thread. Lance, have you been guilty? Probably. Yeah, but Lance is nice. You have to understand. Lance is, when he was pulling at the thread, he was doing so in like a a kind of uh, uh, sarcastic, sardonic, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he was nice. He was smiling the whole time. Uh, I have been angry at things that happened on the ice. Raleigh, how about you? Uh, Your behavior, uh, have you kept it in check? You're pretty good at that. No, not at all. Really? um i mean i've had my i've had my days when it wasn't wasn't good okay where, yeah well I'm, and uh, uh, that's I'm fallible yeah no we all are we all are and and by the way uh uh you know it, it it's it's just good i believe to have the discussion and have the discussion with your kids uh so that they know uh what the rules are and what dad expects and mom expects from their kids if you want to say kid i want you to go out of control and hurt everyone in sight <laughs> I, I don't want to be near you, but uh, that's that's one way to play the game. If you want to tell the kids uh, what you think is right and wrong, and how to how the game is uh, a solid uh, a sport uh, filled with fantastic violent gentlemen, uh, then uh, then I, I think that's a great lesson uh, for kids to learn. Well, it's you know we're in a we're in a period though where um, USA hockey is kind of at a crossroads here, and. Um, the, the, the problem is this isn't a great time to really talk about the escalation of potential escalation of violence because everything that USA hockey has been doing has been going against that. And, and actually, I don't know if I want to say violence as much as like um, uh, trying to restrict physical play and physical contact. Um, this year, they put in very extreme readings of the rules the level of contact, the, the penalties that are being called are um, seem very arbitrary, but there's a lot more of them than I'm used to seeing. And um, it's sort of taken a lot of the physicality out of the, the game of hockey. Um, uh, now, at junior level, I mean, that's, that's not the case, but I'm saying no, in, in lower levels. I saw yeah. a null game where honestly it felt like the Roman Coliseum. I was like, I was two steps away from Caesar uh, uh, during a null game <laughs> at one point, and I'm not kidding you. It was it was amazing. Was there a thumbs up from the uh, emperor and thumbs down he at did. some point? Like, I, oh, I, I don't know if killed anyone, but it looked like they were trying to. That's that's what I would say. I didn't see anyone get actually carted off, but man, that was not for lack of trying. Right. Yeah. They... But you know, you know, in the youth hockey world, though, I think it's important that parents need to explain to their kids. I mean, there's a line that you can't cross and there's a difference 
you know, because I've had this debate with my own about my own sons before, because there is a there's a difference between playing hard, gritty, physical hockey and being what I would call a dirty player or a goon. And and the kids need to realize that there's nothing wrong with hard, gritty, you know, hard nosed hockey. But if you cross that line and all of a sudden you're doing things that are dangerous or you can injure someone, that's not right. That's not what the sport is about. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. And it's I think you can define it as people know when there's players. I, I think you define it as predatory. There are kids. Yes. And a, a, a couple of years ago, um, when our kids were Bantams, you probably remember this. There was a kid who we had experience with like right off that when my son was a Bantam minor and that he played in like a spring league that was full contact. And this kid was playing from a, uh, another team and he absolutely clobbered a very small player on our team, just a, a real predatory hit. He was a defenseman by the way. Um, and what he would look for is he was looking for these opportunities to blow people up. And it came to, to, we came to see and playing him that this was something he was doing every game. And um, I will say that he uh, did not finish that season. He was suspended multiple times. The league, um, yeah, the, the referees saw this, did their job. They, they gave him multiple um, game suspensions. That escalated into a hearing. He, he was then suspended for, I think, the majority of the season. And it didn't take long. It, it wasn't even half the season. The kid was, was out. And he had, and he had connections. I, I, my recollection is he was like the son or uh, nephew of one of the coaches of the organization that, uh, that he was playing for. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, this is just some outlier thing. And, and I, th and I also remember the kid had a very, uh, very good older brother who was like a top, you know, top tier player in California. So uh, it just, it does show that uh, the, the system can work. If the refs are, uh, I guess, uh, you know, competent and able to do their job the way it's supposed to be, but like if, yeah, I mean, it, it and it's it's like if that's if you're playing hockey and you're in the right spot and all you're looking for is the opportunity to get somebody at their weakest moment and that's really how you're playing the game, then then there's no there's no place for you in the sport. Um, that should be taken out. And, and uh, I, think I guess, that's a good, by the way, your whole thing about predatory hockey rally, I think that's, that's a, that's exactly, I think that's, a, that's a great way to, uh, to kind of define the difference between someone who's playing hard and someone who's playing to hurt. Yeah. If you're, if you're just looking for, for, you're not looking to play hockey, you're looking to get that big giant hit. That's going to, you know, do whatever, I guess, you know, that make, that makes you and other people that, that love that feel good, I guess. Uh, that's totally different than, you know, from in the, in the course of play, you're just playing hard and, you know, you're supposed to be forechecking and you go and you, you know, you run somebody in the boards on a, you know, finishing a check where there's no intent to injure, but you're not looking for that opportunity to get a, somebody at their weakest moment. You're not running somebody from behind. These are all things that are clearly defined as penalties. And if they're called, then we don't really have an issue. So uh, now I will say, I, out of all the kids I've seen, I've only seen a, a few, yeah, a handful that I would say, you know, have this attribute. Um, have you guys seen a lot of them, in your opinion, or 
Most of them have uh, the word Alexander stamped across the back <laughs> of their jersey. Most of the people I've seen that are like that, Raleigh, I, I don't mean to. I I, mean I've to had some experience hard. with the with the Alexander boys on the ice. And the one thing I will say as a coach, I just said, look, guys, I got no equipment on here. Just, <laughs> just watch the slap shots when I'm around the net. <laughs> six-year-old I'm an older, uh, I'm six an older year old fellow. Alexander, first time my child went over to, to, to meet the Alexanders. Uh, now they're very good friends, but six years old. He, uh, Chris picks him up, body slams him onto the couch, uh, onto the uh, to the uh, the seat of the couch, and we have to awkwardly leave the Alexanders with one of my children crying. <laughs> That'll tell you what Alexanders are in this for. Well, I, can, I, can just, I can just end we the story by saying that, you know, at one point a puck comes whistling by my head. I look over, I see <laughs> Chris and John sort of sheepishly looking at each other as they go the opposite direction. It didn't take long to determine where that puck had emanated from. Oh, so uh, I, I then, I then stayed very far away from the nets for the rest of that season because uh, I, I wanted to keep my, the rest of my teeth. So anyway, well, you know, what's interesting <laughs> is that I remember one kid when John and Chris were probably not, they were probably still peewees. They hadn't graduated the Bantam, uh, but the brother, the older brother of a kid that was playing with us, uh, like you said, I think he was, he was a bit predatory. I think his parents took pride in his predatory behavior. Um, and then I remember uh, uh, kind of bumping into them years later and the kid pretty much was out of hockey. You know, what happens is, is that, you know, it's easy for someone uh, who hits puberty early to become predatory but then at a certain point, the rest of the world catches up with them and they can no longer get away with that. Yeah, I think that is a, it's true. Hockey polices itself sometimes uh, in that way. I have seen kids that grew up early uh, really get riled at the fact that they are no longer dominant when they get to be 16. Um, and so, you know, that's why you flesh out all areas of the game. You don't just let them, I mean, in my opinion, you, you have to tell a kid, even if he is physically imposing, you know, get out on the ice, uh, you know, get, get your skating, get your balance, get your shot, right. you know, cause you never know, uh, at 14, what your kid is going to really be like at 19. Um, and so, you know, but it's good. It's good to hear that, uh, the, the stories, uh, uh, of, of some of this, you know, the ending is hockey didn't want those kids anymore. Right. Or, uh, or hockey didn't, you know, cause I, I, that's that's kind of a way to filter out people who uh, who aren't um, who aren't necessarily built for the sport. Uh, I guess that's the nicest way to put it. Uh, guys, uh, yep. we have now uh, spent just I would say I think we're under hour sixteen of episode sixteen. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to call it on this one. I, I'm going to say uh, uh, Raleigh uh, wins in a shootout. That's my uh, that's that's my. Uh, but Lance, you still get a point. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Uh, Raleigh, you have any last uh, uh, words before we uh, sign off episode 16? Um, no. Okay. That no was great. I'll take the win. I, I will take the point. You take the win. You Look, take I'm, you listen, two points. You know, you got two I, points. Yeah, I'm a, anyway. I'm a, I'm a uh, Philadelphia Flyers fan. The Flyers uh, had just recently lost uh, 10 games in a row. Oh, fired their coach. And, uh, Actually, uh, we're recording this. I don't know what's going on. They're playing a game, but they did. They did break the streak and, and get a win. So it's against Vegas. Is that really? Yeah, it was against Vegas. 
Does they were count? outshot by 18, 19 shots. So, um, you know, God, you go out of that, you're like, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a good day. So, Not who knows? Right? They're playing the Coyotes right now. So, I don't know. Uh, it's one, they, you know, maybe they got another chance for another win there. We'll uh, I have these, I have the uh, score in front of me. Do you want me to give it to you? No. You know, <laughs> <laughs> tried to do that to me yesterday. So I did. I was so bad. <laughs> by the way, I am so bad, but as, as friends go, uh, if you see me in a bar, just look the other way and keep walk on because as I, I almost ruined, uh, coach Ralston's. Well, recording. yeah, I, I mean, briefly, uh, I know that the podcast has gone too long, but let's just say, you know, yeah. we were sitting in a place drinking a couple of beverages, uh, there was the game on uh, behind Randy. I was like, uh, you know, I'm taping that game. I don't want to see what's <laughs> happening here. I'd yeah. already seen some spoilers. Please. <laughs> so I say, let's, let's get to the place. So he's like, well, you just go around this other side. <laughs> so I go around the other side of the uh, other table. And then he goes, Oh, the, I, there's a guy that you might enjoy something that just happened. <laughs> uh, his name's uh, Van Riemsdijk, something like that. <laughs> like, I literally just said I didn't want to know what was going to happen. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Raleigh. Yeah, like I said, just walk past me next time. It well, then really, I then yeah. I saw there was a TV on that side too, so I could see what was happening. So, oh man, yeah. So I was like, I was I was giving him play by play when good things happen for his team. I'm like, oh yay, you're gonna be really happy about this part, Raleigh. Uh, and he was not at all pleased with me over, <laughs> even though the tacos were quite nice, and so was the adult beverage. So thanks, uh, thanks for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. We're not going to get any any money for this, but uh, I wouldn't expect that tacos down at the at the uh, Five Ice Complex and down there in uh, Irvine were, would be good, but they were actually pretty good. Very nice. No, everything was nice. Great Park is a is a fine fine uh, 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 place to play. Yeah, hockey. beautiful, it's hockey. Uh, it's, it's beautiful nice. facility there for That's sure. That's what I was trying to say. That's a, it was a great facility. Yeah. Well, All right, anyway. Shout out. So I'll give a shout out to the New Jersey Hitmen, uh, where my son's visited a few times. They have an incredible food uh, food court there at their rink. Ooh. I wow. thoroughly enjoyed, uh, and there's a line always a mile long to get food because that's how good it is. Well, they how, have, many, how many rinks do they have there at that complex? Well, that particular uh, team has three rinks. Okay. They have a, a really nice food court that overlooks two of the rinks, kind of like the Kings have, and then a third one set off to the side. And, I, and as long as we get I have to shout out Baker, Bakersfield Rink. Uh, <laughs> not only has it been closed for about, like, what, two years since the COVID thing started, but it's also in Bakersfield. <laughs> I just have to give out. I, is it, is it I open get, now? Is I it? don't think so. No, I, I but I yeah. have to give a shout out to Bakersfield because uh, I think – I think the Baco people know why. They See, this is this is interesting, though. Um, you know, I don't know if they don't like me or not. By the way, I think they don't. I think they. Well, do. th this is the good and the bad of of, of a municipal rink. I mean, because we, yeah. we don't we have very few here, very yeah, few. That's but true. you know, you have a municipal rink that was built with uh, some private money as well. You know, to get that rink open, but it's a municipal rink. You, you've had it closed for two years. I know. What a I joke! Know. I feel a little sorry for the poor people from Baco. Uh, but uh, but I still uh, am hopeful that uh, that it's open now uh, at least, and uh, if it's not, that it opens soon. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for listening uh, to episode sixteen. We really appreciate uh, our audience. We just got our year to end uh, to date. Uh, uh, we have uh, one hundred and thirty one percent more people following us today than we did at the beginning of the year. I don't uh, you know I don't know math very well, but that's got to be good, doesn't it? Sounds good to it me. Sounds good to all of us here. 
Thanks for listening. And uh, like I said, pop off with any of the topics that you'd like to have at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, DM Raleigh if you just want to hear have a have a great uh, conversation about uh, uh, chicken tacos or Great Park or or the high school league. And uh, and don't forget Lance. Uh, you know he, he's a good guy. Just give him a give him a give him a shout if you see him at the at the rink. There you go. Okay, thank you for listening. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the web page below.